Weight Loss in the Mind, the podcast starring Scott Patton and Shane James. Let's join them now. Welcome back. This is Weight Loss in the Mind, the podcast. Think fit, be fit. I'm your co-host Scott Patton along with Shane James. We've got a new recording set up. Let us know what you think. We appreciate it when you give us feedback, not just on uh, what we're talking about, but also on any problems you've got hearing what we're talking about. So, Shane, how are you doing today? I'm thinking fit and being fit. Excellent, excellent. So, near Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where we live, is one of the world's largest, bestest, most funnest parties. There's a little town. It's right in the middle of nowhere. It's probably a two-hour drive from the next nearest little town. And there's about... I, I was going to say 10,000, but I, it seems to me Shane told me a, a day ago or yesterday that 6,500 people live here. So just That's imagine, right. folks, rolling hills, beautiful sunshine, a couple like lazy rivers going by, yeah. 6,500 people, you know, like not even a suburb of most major cities live there. And 200,000 screaming maniacal country and western music loving maniacs descend on them for three or four or five days. Yes. Playboy calls this one of the top five parties on the planet, the Merit Music Festival. Now, why are we talking about that on Weight Loss in the Mind? Well, it just so happens somebody that you and I know went. Now, you, the you, of course, being the rest of you listeners, and I being me, know somebody that went, which happens to be you, Shane. Who, me? Yeah. Not me. I wouldn't go to a party like that. <laughs> so I want to know if anything interesting happened or out of the ordinary or something that might tie in with maybe previous podcasts and um Things that you and I have done happened while you were in marriage. Yeah, I'd be careful with your words on that because you said, oh, tell me if there's any interesting that happened. <laughs> this isn't an X-rated podcast, is it, Scott? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Lots of interesting things happened. That, that you'd like to share with yes, our audience. Yes, that I would like to share with the audience. That's more. Be more specific, not so generalized. It was hot, sunny weather. It was hot, sunny weather. It was beautiful. We had a great time. The music we, uh, was awesome. Music was awesome. We listened to Carrie Underwood, Reba McIntyre. Um, got VIP passes from a friend that set us up with. Oh, cool. So got in the back, um, talked with Carrie Underwood, and and uh, nice. a few other people back there. So it was, yeah, it was a great time. It was just phenomenally beautiful weather. Um, and there's a story that I like to share that ties into what I'm going to teach today. Okay. So we were down in the river, sitting there in our lawn chairs, me and my friend Curtis, and uh, you know about from seven the, more friends. Remember Curtis from our last podcast? From our last podcast, yeah. And um, a couple of the girls said, "Let's go back to the car and get some more pops." Oh, yes, <laughs> pops. So we were walking back to the car to get some more protein shakes. <laughs> and, and Scott lifts a weight right now. <laughs> Is that mocking me? No. <laughs> okay. And we were walking back to the car to get our our drinks and we walked up to the campsite and I said we got a problem and one of the girls looked over and said well what's the problem Shane I said my car's not there anymore your car is gone my car is gone 
Now, was it there before? Yes, it was there for two days already. Okay, Hasn't so been moved. it's not like you went to the wrong place to find your car. No, it was there for two days, oh. right? Must be an anchor from when you go to the wrong car all the time, Scott. I started to pick it up from you, right? Right. But it was actually where my car had been for two days. It well, hasn't been moved. Because we tend, a, a, a recurring theme throughout our podcast, folks, if you're just joining us, is we lose our cars or we go to the wrong car and try and get into it. That's right. It's just an anchor now. It's a pattern. That's right. It's what we do. That's what we're known for. (laughs) So here you are in Merritt, five hours drive away from home, outside your camp, your campground, your your tent, Yeah. and the car that was there for two days is now gone. And we have all our money, all our ID, all our clothes, all our food we put in there because when we left, we you know, put everything where it was safe. Right. Everything in there and, and other people's stuff as well. Very safe. So, yeah, so <laughs> there's no car. So we said, okay, well, you know, first thing we thought, well, okay, it's a BMW, right? Somebody probably stole it. You know, that's what happens sometimes in British Columbia, right? right. People steal our cars. Yeah. So we started walking and a guy from across comes running over and says, you guys' car just got towed. I said, oh, okay, it got towed. Um, well, at least we know it's not stolen. Right. Good thing. Yeah. Now I said, okay, it got towed. So we start looking around, and everyone's kind of getting, you know, angry that we're with. I can't believe it's been towed, you know. So it was here for two days. four or five or six other people. Yeah, there's about seven or eight of us by this time now. Okay. It started to accumulate, right? Yeah. So yeah. actually, actually, we walked back to the river where Curtis was. And I said to him, my buddy, I says, hey, the car's gone. He says, you're lying, man. Yeah, this is a joke. Yeah, yeah. And I said, no, the car is really gone. He's like, yeah, right. So he walked back and I actually looked and he goes, where'd you hide it? <laughs> I said, I didn't hide it, man. It's gone. <laughs> so we had to convince him for a while, right? Right. And uh, he thought we were playing a practical joke because, you know, I like, well, to, I like to play practical it, jokes, right? It's so, something that you would do. But it sure. is something I'd do. So we went to the, went to the, found the head person and, and we asked him, we says, you know, well, what happened to the car? He says, well, we told your car because it was supposed to be in campsite B instead of campsite C. I said, so that's why you towed it, but it was there for two days. We didn't even know we were in the wrong campsite. Right. And, uh, you have to understand there's 200,000 people camping all over yeah. the place. So it's not unusual that you'd be in the wrong spot. That's right. And there for two days, you think they would tell you like, yeah, you know, a day later, yeah. yeah. So anyways, the guy was being a real jerk, like just a super jerk. He communicated at about a grade two level. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole time, by this time, everyone's getting angry. Now, this has already been about an hour and a half process to, to find the right person and talk to them. It's about an hour and a half, two hours now gone by. So everybody I'm with is cutting into their fun time. That's right. This is time you should be in the river drinking protein, protein shakes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so... So everyone's getting getting angry that I'm with, and and I'm watching this human behavior, and I see certain of my friends are I can't believe this happened. They're getting mad at the guy, you know. They're they're losing their emotions, and I'm sitting back and I'm actually watching the behavior because this right. is what I do. Yeah. And you're one, not particularly upset yourself at this point. I don't care, at all, one bit. It hasn't affected me, not even a tiny bit at all. I'm laughing. I'm saying, hey, look. At least we know where a car is. It's just a material thing. Who cares? We don't have our money. Some of the girls w- with us had money, so big deal. You know what I mean? Right. And they could they could buy us a protein drink. That's and right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, so, but everybody else was re- getting madder and madder. And I was watching their emotions go all the time. And it's not their car. And then one person turned to me. Yeah, and it's not their car. It's not their problem. It's my problem. Yeah. And and one of the girls turned to me and she said, 
I've been kind of watching you, and you haven't lost your emotion once. Even when you were communicating with the guy, and he was being a real jerk to you, not once did you show any emotion. And, and you're handling it in, in such a responsible way. And I said, that's because I'm responding, I'm not reacting. And everybody else is reacting. And she, and she said to me, huh. And then my friend Curtis was listening, and he says, you know, maybe I react that way sometimes too, in some situations. So everyone was kind of starting to learn a lesson yeah, see how as it was going react. on, yeah. how they were reacting as this went on because their emotions were taking the best of them. And I said, the difference is this. If I get angry, I'm going to give my power away to everybody else. Why would I want to give anybody else my power? Yeah, good question. Because this doesn't matter. This is just a tiny, tiny obstacle in life. Like, this is tiny. You know, even if the car was stolen and blown up, it's still tiny. Big deal. It's how big I want to make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now... So the guy, now it starts to go on, and, and, and so I kind of, you know, everyone starts to calm down a little bit because they've heard the conversation, and, but the guy can't tell us where the car is. So there's only three tow, tow truck companies in the town. Now, he's like, I don't know where it is. You know, he could, he's just being a jerk. He, you could tell he knew where it is. So anyways, we said, okay. What, yeah, we're not, it's a town of 6,500 yeah. people. Like, where are the cars going to be towed that, to? That's right. right. And... Uh, and so we, we said, okay, well, we got to f- deal with somebody else. So we walked up to information, and thank goodness there was a girl up there from Vancouver. There was about four of them from where I live. And um, they said, you know, well, we'll help you for sure, right? And um, so they um, started calling the tow, t- t- uh, tow truck companies. And we called all three, and they said, we don't have your car. So there's a problem, right? It's the only yeah. companies in town. Where's my car now? Yeah. They towed it five hours to Vancouver. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so by this time, this is going on now about, uh, this. now we're about into three and a half hours wow. of going through this. Now, when we're calling the tow truck companies, now everyone else is starting to get mad again. Like yeah. this is getting to the point where it's kind of like, okay, this is ridiculous. Where's Shane's car? Now, it was even to the point where some were saying, I can't believe you're not getting angry. Like, this is, you're supposed to get angry. You know? Right. I said, no, I'm not going to run my emotion like that. You know, I said, look, the bottom line is this. One time I said to everybody, the information people were in the back, everyone was sitting there in their anger, and I said, look, we can handle this two ways. We can figure out the solution or live in the problem. And I said, I'm just happy to be here with you guys, my friends. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everything I have. At least we had a car to get here, you know, or at least we're here. We're having fun. You know, let's just enjoy each other. So it calmed everybody down again, right. right? Motions come down again. Okay, okay, right, here we go, right? So then I charged them after for it, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So so then then we go up, the lady says, hey, we're going to go up to an impound lot about five minutes away. We want to look through the gates and see if your car is there. So we look through the gates, and there's my car sitting in the impound lot. So we call the same tow truck company that you'd already spoke, already to. spoke to said that didn't, didn't have my car. Right. And I'm on the phone, and I said, you have my white BMW because I'm looking at it and it's in your lot. And they say, we don't have it. And I said, well, it's behind your fence and I can tell you everything that's in your lot. She says, just a minute, puts me on hold. Puts me on hold for 20 minutes. 20 minutes I'm sitting there. So now we're at like four hours. Comes back on and she goes, oh, we forgot we put it there. Good one. (laughs) Now get that. Now now everybody's really irate with me. (laughs) They're to the point where it's like when the tow truck driver comes... They want to lynch him. They want to lynch him, really. And and so what we figured out was they were not telling me that my car was there because they wanted to keep it another night, and then they could bill us for another night. Yes. So when they got there, they billed us 300 bucks, and they only only drove my car maybe 
10 minutes away, maybe 10 minutes away, and it took, and it was only gone for an hour, and they billed us 300 bucks. Wow. Wow. So when he got there, the tow truck driver, was everyone was irate and, you know, kind of started in on him and wanted to talk to the owner and all this kind of stuff, right? And I said, look, let's, you know, let's just leave it. I'll deal with the solution when I get home. I'll call when I get home, and I'll deal with the right people, and I'll take it from there, and it's not a big deal. And I said to everybody, look, this is my problem. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I mean, I have to say, you know, the the people who were with me were nice enough, and they were all like, here, we'll chip in and, you know, give you money and, you know, whatever, right? right. I didn't care about that, but they were all, you know, throwing Everyone in 25 bucks. Yeah, concerned. throwing in 25 bucks each or whatever, right? Um, but... The bottom line is, is why I'm telling this story is because it's going to lead into what I'm teaching. And if you look at how people in that situation handled their emotions, and I had to stop and analyze myself. And I said to myself, would I have handled that same situation like that two years, three years ago? Not a chance. Right. I'd have been angry. I'd have been fighting with everybody. You know, the fight would have been on. So what got me to handle the situation in that experience at that time that way? How did that come about? That's a really good question. That's How right. did that come about? So I'm going to tell you. Success is something we all want, right? Yeah. We all want success in our health. We all want success in our weight. We all want success in our relationships. We all want success in finances, spiritual life, careers. So what stops so many of us from having success in these areas? Having success to be able to control our behavior, control our emotional states. We all want success in that. That's mastering yourself. Mm-hmm. We all want that success. So why do some of us struggle over and over again and we fail miserably when others of us can succeed all the time on a regular basis? Let me give you an example. Wayne Gretzky, in my opinion, was one of the best hockey players of all time. Yeah, most people would agree with you. That's right. Every morning, Wayne Gretzky would be out in his outdoor rink, shooting the puck around, skating around pylons, you know, day in and day out. Then again at night... You would see him back out in the rink again, skating around the pylons, you know, shooting the puck, doing the, you know, skating Mm -hmm. backwards, forwards, over and over again for hours and hours and hours. You would see him over and over and over. He'd be doing this over and over. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, his first goal before he became a famous actor and before he became governor was to be Mr. Universe in bodybuilding. Well, what did Arnold Schwarzenegger do over and over and over again? You would see him in the gym, morning. Night, over and over. He would be pumping Pumping iron. iron, Just like I was. That's right, just like you just were. Pumping iron, eating properly, having the same diet, over and over. Scott's like, oh, that's not me. (laughs) Yeah, darn. But you've gotten better. That's all much. That's right. So every morning and every night, Arnold Schwarzenegger would do the same thing over and over, day in and day out, over and over. And it didn't matter how bored he got of doing curls. That's right, because he knew where his end goal was. Yeah. That's right. Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker. I mean, he studied day in and day out, over and over again. He got up early, stayed up late. He actually did four seminars per week for like a year, when most, semin- or most motivational speakers do maybe one a month. Yeah. That's why he mastered his craft. But what did he do? He did these things over and over. Now, were these people totally gifted? They trained themselves to be gifted. They trained themselves to do this on a regular basis. Robert J. Ringer once said, 
Success is a matter of understanding and religiously practicing specific, simple habits that always lead to success. And there's the key word. Yeah. Habits. And the right ones. And the right ones. What these people created was a set of habits. What I did in merit, I realized, was that I controlled my emotions like that for so long that I've gotten myself to the point now where I can handle anything because it became a habit. Mm -hmm. That's why. Anybody with me could do the same thing if they had the right tools and techniques. Just like we're teaching you guys on these podcasts, we're giving you the tools and techniques. But you have to apply and it has to become a habit to make the change. We keep saying you got to take the action. That's right. And they have to be productive habits day in and day out to produce good results over and over. Repetition is the mother of skill. Repetition creates habits. If you want to be in great shape, if you want to have the body you deserve, if you want to have a healthy, vibrant life, what do you have to do? You have to create habits. Stuff that you do over and over. That's why I use an example of merit. Because that's what I looked at my behavior. That's why I created that. I had the tools and I complied it and applied it and gave me a habit and a habit. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Tony Robbins, Wayne Gretzky. What was the same thing to their success? Yeah. It was habits over and over and over again. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Yeah, there's lots of good examples of that. That's perfect right. Practice, perfect practice makes perfect. Right? That's right. Practice the right things. That's right. If you have good habits, you're going to get good results. If you have bad habits, you're going to get poor results. Remember before, I've said that 99% of human behavior is the same behavior we usually have did from the day before. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. So that means if we have bad habits and we're doing the same behavior every day, we're doing those bad habits every day. So why not change them into good habits? Successful people don't just drift to the top magically and get there. These people are disciplined, motivated, persistent. They put the work in every day and have enough energy to make it happen every day. You see, everything that I just said, disciplined, motivated, persistent, that all becomes a habit. That's all a habit. That's all it is. When people go, that guy is totally motivated. That guy has created a habit to become totally motivated. That's why he's motivated. See, you can't achieve success. You can't achieve your weight goals. You can't achieve healthy eating if if it doesn't become a habit. Because if it's a habit, that means you have to keep doing it over and over. And that means it has to become a lifestyle. That's right. And if it becomes a lifestyle, that's a habit. And the good news is, is if you have a habit of eating healthy foods and going out for long walks or getting your exercise or working out, whatever it is, yoga, then it's easy. That's right. It's, you know, oh, you know, because I look at, some, I mean, we were talking about somebody who was up at 4.30 in the morning going for a run, right? Yeah. And every day, not just on Mondays, not only on Tuesdays, every day, rain or shine, snow, sleet, doesn't matter. She's out running at 4.30 in the morning. Every day. That's a habit. She probably couldn't stop if she wanted to. No, and then she goes to work, and then she trains clients at nighttime, too, to go on runs. So that's, but that's all a habit. That's a habit. It's actually easy to do if it's a habit. That's right. Because you've already practiced it, practiced it, practiced it. That's right. I was ta- it was a good example because I was talking to her on the phone last night and it was like 11.30 at night when I was talking to her and she usually goes to bed at like 9. And she's like, you're breaking my pattern. And that's oh. a habit. I'm breaking her habit. 
Because now it's like she's not going to get enough sleep because I'm on the phone with her at 11.30 at night. Right, right. Right? So she was, you know, that's a habit for her. Right? A good, productive habit. Yes. There's two types, right? There's two types of habits. And that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to give you a very powerful strategy of how to figure out your bad habits and how to create good habits so you have a strategy. One of the problems when people develop a bad habit, habit is that it usually does not show up until later in their lifetime. That's the problem. Think about your weight. When you develop a bad habit of eating, it didn't really it matter. Just did, it just doesn't all of a sudden come on tomorrow. You don't go, oh my God, I'm 100 pounds overweight. All of a sudden, a year later, you look in the mirror and you go, how did this get here? You created a bad habit. Yeah. Yeah, when I was in my 20s, having a hot chocolate didn't make any difference at all. In my 50s, having a hot chocolate makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying that to one of my friends the other day. I said, Man, I remember when I could gain some weight and then just jump on the elliptical or the treadmill or go for a jog and it would be gone in a month. Now it's like you gain some weight. Six months later, I'm like, come on, are you coming off yet? Are you leaving? Yeah. It's called metabolism slowdown. Yeah. It's called getting older, right? That's right. Big changes. That's right. And when they and actually, it's a big change when you look at 10 year or 10 year or 20 years of your life. It's not a big change when you go day to day to day. And that's what happens. You do a little incremental things, and either you're, which could be a little incremental thing like doing up some squats or push-ups or eating carrots, and you did that every day, or it could be an incremental thing like eating a donut and doing that every day. Yeah. And the two incremental things over 10 years give you very, very different results. That's right. And we're certainly seeing that with the state of the health of people in the United States, for example, today. And Canada. And Canada. And the UK. And, yeah, everywhere. everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. They actually say, just seen a stat, in the year 2020, that there's going to be not over 90% of the population will be overweight. Wow. 2020, 90% of the population. 13, That's not even talking obese either. 13 years. Yeah, 13 years, 90% of our population will be overbeast or will be overweight. <laughs> will be overbeast. <laughs> there's a new there's word. There's a new word. Overbeast. <laughs> overbeast. It's like the beast. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you're not it's just like, fat. You're, you're overbeast. Overbeast. Hey, I like that one. It's a good one. We're going to implement that. All right. That's going to be called Shane and Scott's new dictionary word. Yes, yes. weight loss in the mind dictionary. That's right. We make so, up our own words in life. Uh, so we, this is why we're on this mission. We can see that the whole world, 90% of the population, are going in the wrong direction. So we're two little voices in the sea of the internet shouting out, something, to change the fate of the world. <laughs> That's right. We need all your help. Tell your friends about us if you think we're helping you, and get them on this, because, uh, you know, 13 years is going to go by very, very fast. And you know what the sad thing about that is? Think about who's it going to be a lot of. It's going to be our kids. Yeah. And why is it our kids? Because we're teaching them that right now. See, we lead by example. Mm -hmm. If I'm in shape, if I'm choosing healthy eating, if I'm exercising... And I'm around the kids, and they're around me. What happens? They're going to model me. Yep. They're going to be like, okay, I'm going to be like Shane. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do that. But if you're doing eating crappy food and not exercising and you're around kids, that's what you're teaching them. Yep. That's not fair to them. No. So if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for the kids. That's right. One of the things I'm proud of, said, I have two teenage boys. You know what they drink mostly? What? Water. Good. Shane, As I just I, took a sip of water. I, I, I got him. He's, 
He's taking a drink of water as I ask the question. Right? So there he is with a glass and a mouthful of water. And can't answer without spewing water all over me. But yeah, like they drink five, six, seven, eight glasses of water, if not more, every day. Yeah. And of course, why is that? Well, because I drink nothing but water. Yeah. Right? They see me drinking water or carrot juice, and so they drink it. I mean, they'll have the odd pop and everything else when they're with their buddies, but... I know when I was their age, I had friends that would have cases and cases and cases of root beer and Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Sprite, 7-Up, yeah. and they'd be drinking it like pop, right? Yeah. And, man, oh man, that is uh, not going to give you no. a good result. Well, even years ago, I remember that when we were growing up, right? Yeah. That yeah, like you're really old. Yeah, yeah, really old, right? I'm like, how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> He's half my age. Uh, geez, that's right. <laughs> I remember when I, was I remember when I come so old, right? All right, Scott, you got me on that one. You got me on that one. But in your so youth, in my youth, in my youth, yes. Four years ago. Yeah, yeah, four years ago when, when I was growing up. When I was growing up, hey, I'm still growing up, so you were a that's not a good example, yeah. There, no, you, don't, there, you, want to be grow, you want to be growing and maturing. You don't right. want to be growing out. That's right. Like that's what happens when you hit 50 is you start growing out. That's right. Or 40. But anyway. Right. Unless you make a different choice. That's right. So um, tell us about your experience. So I remember when we were growing up, it was uh, we were always out and active. Yes. And, and we were always like, I grew up in Saskatchewan. We were out on the back door rink, always strap, strapping the skates on, playing hockey all the time, playing soccer. And nowadays, throwing bales of hay. Throwing bales of hay, you know, that kind of stuff. And nowadays, kids are stuck on the internet. And or, on, or the, computers. The P2Ps? Yeah, the P2Ps and whatever they're called. P, aren't they? P, or PSPs? PSPs, whatever. Yeah, we don't even know. Are we out of touch or That's what? right. <laughs> and uh, some kind of video games, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what they're doing now. They so, have very well-developed thumbs. Yeah, that's right. So now when you look at that example, it's even worse. Because if, if you have junk in the food and you're feeding kids that and they're not moving as much, that's why they're getting more and more obese. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I look back and I think, you know, we could have had as much junk in our house then, but we moved so much that we would burn it off as kids. Because the equation is food, energy, and your health, right? That's right. So even if you're not necessarily giving yourself the best food, if you're burning it off, that's better than if you're not giving yourself the best food and you're sitting on a couch all day. Yeah, that's right. We're not built to be sitting on a couch all day. No, we're not. So we got to get moving, people. You guys got to move. You got to get the kids moving. Everybody's got to be moving nowadays, right? You know what I heard once, and this goes under the uh, label of total rumor because I have no idea if it was right, but I, I and I'm not sure if I read it or I heard it. But our ancestors, when they were like on the savanna of Africa, mm -hmm. you know, and they were running trying to get the deer or the antelope or whatever, or getting yeah. away from the saber-toothed tigers. Do you know how fast they, they could run? I don't know. This should be interesting to hear. 50 miles an hour. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. Okay. That's what I remember reading. It's like they, we were really, really fast. You had to outrun those cheetahs, right? And I can't believe that that's true, but I suspect that, when, that our ancestors could run a lot faster than the four-minute mile. Yes. Oh, I would think so, too. You know, so yeah. I think... I think we were very a lot faster. Of course, our just our lifestyle and everything else has kind of has changed all that, right? Of course, totally. But I think you'd run pretty fast if you had a cougar after you. I would think so too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe thirty miles an hour, I think right? 50, 50 maybe maybe not quite right. But Fifty. Well, that'd be interesting. <laughs> we need a car. Yeah, that's right. 
But, but evidently a lot faster than I thought we yeah. could ever run. So whatever it was. That's right. Okay, so what I want to do now is I want to give you a very, very powerful strategy to be able to change your habits. Now, I use this all the time to change my habits, and I've given this strategy to many, many people that have used this, and it works 100% for them. So what I want you to do first is I want you to make a list of bad habits. So let's say 10, 10 bad habits that you have. I don't have any. <laughs> How about those hot chocolates? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks. That's right. Thanks for telling me about it. Uh, I want missing exercise sometimes. <laughs> do you want me to keep going? <laughs> so a bad habit might be stuff like procrastination, paying bills at the last minute, Forgetting somebody's name within minutes of meeting them. Not eating properly. Not planning ahead of time. Not exercising. Biting your fingernails. And so on and so on. So think about what your bad habits are. After you've made a list of your bad habits, what I want you to do is, this is called a strategy. You're going to write your bad habit down. And beside your bad habit, what you're going to do is you're going to write your strategy. So it might be something like this. If you are not getting to exercise all the time, you would write not exercising. And then beside that, you would write, I'm going to set my alarm one hour earlier every day so I can get up and exercise. Now you've formed a strategy. And because you've formed that strategy, you can change your habit. All you have to do is post this somewhere where you can see it every day. And you keep going down the list and you change that habit. So every day you look at it and you go, exercise, I'm not getting to exercise. I set my alarm every an hour early every day. I get up an hour early and I go exercise. Now you've changed the habit. If you keep doing it over time, repetition is the mother of skill, it'll become a good habit. So you'll actually convert the bad habit into a good habit. So you have a whole list of a strategy. This process is very, very powerful. Yeah. I know some of the most high achievers in the world use this technique alone right here. Okay, so do we want to change all 10 habits at once? I would just start with one or two at the start okay. to get used to it. And pick one or two so that are really like important to you. It's like an exercise, right? You know, just pick one, maybe two, do those. Once you've got them done, then do another couple and another couple. And then as you get into the habit of breaking these habits or giving better habits to the old habits. That's right. If that made any sense. Then... Uh, no, but I'm following. But then, and then you can do more and more and more. So yeah. what we're saying is don't overwhelm yourself in the beginning. But six months from now, you may say, you know what? I have ten habits. I'm going to change them all at once because you've practiced. You've already changed one and two and three, and you've yeah. changed 50 or 60 or 100 habits, and ten is not such a big deal. Well, if you did one habit per month, that's 12 habits per year. So just think, if you change 12 habits per year, I guarantee you right now, yeah. I promise you this, and trust me on this and have faith in me on this, that it'll change your life. Yeah. That's 12 how, habits. How could it not? Particularly no. if you pick significant habits, right? That's right. So it will definitely change your life. So again, make sure you write out your strategy, write down your habits. Beside your habits, pick your strategy that you're going to work to change that habit. There's your homework. And if you have a problem coming up with 10 bad habits, ask your significant other. <laughs> hey, hey! I, you heard me. I could sit here and I came up with three for Scott. That's right. Help me. I was at seven. Now I'm at ten. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got my list. So that's the homework that we're going to have, okay? 
write down seven habits that you want to change and then ten habits you want to change and then ten strategies, head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast, click on the comments, put your list down of that because here's the thing. When you do that, a couple things happen. One is you're telling the whole wide world. By the way, did I tell you that we have over 105,000 subscribers now? Wow. For our podcast? Wow. Over 550,000 downloads. So there's at least 100,000 people who are going to see that comment, and they're not going to be going, oh, they can't change that, she can't change that, he can't change that. They're going to be saying, yeah, girl, you go. Hey, man, good for you. Because this is how we support each other, right? We declare what we want and what we want to change, and then we let the rest of the planet support us in that. And you know we're here cheering you on every step of the way. So head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast, leave a comment, say these are my habits and here's my strategies that I'm going to be going for and here's the one I'm going to do first and then come back in a week or two weeks and let us know what happened. Like, oh man, yeah, hey, I'm not having, like I've already changed the hot chocolate habit right? because yeah. I realized I was, I got in this habit. I would go for a nice walk and then I would stop by at this nice little cornerstone cafe. I'd have this big, huge thing of hot chocolate with a whole big wallop of whipped cream on it. It was so good. Yeah. And my waist just got wider and wider and wider. Jeez, that's a shock. Yeah, I don't understand what was going on. I I cut out the carrots. That didn't make any difference. So I figured it wasn't the carrots. So I thought, I got to do something about this hot chocolate. Yeah. So there was the first thing. Here's a habit. I was aware of the habit. Now I got to do something. I love going to this place because I can sit and read the paper and chat and everything else. I don't want to not do it, but I don't want to have the hot chocolate. So what I did is I looked and they had this kind of green, gloopy, juicy smoothie thing. And I thought, well, that looks like it's got all sorts of good stuff in it. I'm going to have that instead. Yeah. So it's almost the same price. One was hot, one was cold. Now I'm having this thing that's full of carrot juice and spirulina and all this other stuff that's supposed to be healthy. Instead of the hot chocolate. Good and, for you. And you know what? My waist is going in the opposite direction now. Because uh, I can I won't tell you why until our next podcast because that's something that Shane's going to be talking about in our next podcast. But I'll share it with you in our next podcast. So everyone understands what their homework is. Head over to weight loss free weightlosspodcast.com. Leave a comment. Also, if you've got anything in terms of you know wow this is really good or how this podcast has been helping you, leave those comments too. But in the comments, want to know what your 10 habits are, what your 10 strategies are, and which one you're going to do first. All right. And that's, uh, I think we're done, aren't we? That's it. They got all their homework. Make sure you guys go out and do it because we can sit here and teach and we can sit here and talk, but it doesn't matter if you guys don't go out and apply it. Do the practical application. And that's going to create a habit. See, if you guys have been coming along board on our podcast and you haven't been doing any of the work that we've been teaching, I guarantee you probably still got the same habits you've had from before. That's uh, a wrap for this podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. You've been listening to Weight Loss in the Mind with your co-host Scott Patton and Shane James. And we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Think fit and be fit.